Hello and welcome to Dear Perry and Menopause. I'm your host, Joe Dodd. I'm an author, speaker and coach and also at the moment working a full-time job in corporate America. Yes, I'm here to show you that you can do it all. Just because you're in or entering midlife and possibly dealing with the sneaky snarky sisters Perry and menopause doesn't mean you have to put your life on hold. Why not come with me on this journey where we will learn, laugh and lead our way together. Let's change the paradigms and release the stigmas associated with perimenopause and menopause. Let's chat with experts, share our stories, create our menofestos and figure out a way to menoshine because no one should have to pause. Today on the podcast, I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Brenda Winkle. Brenda is a coach and healer who helps highly sensitive people, overachievers, perfectionists, people pleasers, and empaths set boundaries, protect their energy, and heal their nervous systems. Brenda is the host and creator of the Waves of Joy podcast, which is globally rated in the top 10% of all podcasts. Brenda's mission is simple, to help people feel better. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We start by talking about Brenda's own journey with menopause, and then we move into the work that she does as an energy healer. And what I love about the conversation is that she provides really simple, easy to incorporate tips that you can take and apply in your daily life. And one thing I know for sure about perimenopause and menopause is that stress plays such a huge role. And when we can heal our nervous systems and find ways to calm ourselves, we'll be doing a lot better. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Well, Brenda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh my goodness. Thank you for inviting me. I am thrilled to be here and so excited for this podcast. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled because my whole mission, as I keep saying with this initiative or this podcast and whatever it is that I'm doing is I really want to change the paradigm or be part of changing the paradigm around perimenopause and menopause, because I'm just, as I'm approaching it myself, I'm in perimenopause now. I am by no means an expert. And so as I was coming into this, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much that I don't know. And oh, it looks awful. Like that was my reaction. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't look fun. So I'm sure there are aspects that aren't fun. But my whole thing with this is how can we talk about this? How can we change this paradigm of like, oh, it's going to be miserable and horrible to, you know what, we can get through this and we can mm-hmm. actually shine through it. And that's my whole thing is instead of menopause, I'm going to be saying menoshine. Um, mm. What I'm thrilled about with you is you know, in this podcast, I want to bring women on who can share their stories, because I think the more we share our stories, the more we make it relatable, we make people realize that they're not alone. Um, And then I want to bring on experts of ways that we can make this easier and things that we can do to sort of help ourselves, knowing that not one thing is going to work for the same person, but just kind of offering examples. So with you, I get both because you have a very compelling story um, to share and then you're an expert so you're an empowerment coach and an energy healer and I'm just so excited for you to share you know some of both your story and then what you bring as well and what you're offering us so why don't you I'd love to start with you, you know tell us a little bit about yourself and then also your story and then we'll lead into the energy work on the back end if that's okay 
Fantastic. Thank you. So I'm going to um, not bury the lead and say, I am not an expert on menopause. <laughs> I am an expert on energy and I am right. a woman. And right. so I can offer you know, things on that, but I'm not a medical professional by any means. And so, you know, I I think that when you were saying that there's not really a lot of research around perimenopause and menopause, I think it goes back to the patriarchy that we're living in Mm -hmm. where there's not a lot of research on women in general. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I think finding experts in the field that are dedicated to elevating women's voices, to lifting women up, to studying our experiences as women, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think it's so important. So thank you for doing this work. Oh, thank you. I just, I, I, I think the more we, we each can realize it within ourselves and ask questions, I think that's it. That's the key to it is not, you know, is, mm-hmm. is finding our own answers, but also asking the right questions. So I'm, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so the thing I'd like to lead off with is this belief that I use everything to guide by. And I use it with my clients too, which is this, you are always your own highest authority. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so knowing that you're your own highest authority, you know, intuitively, if something is pathologically wrong, like we need to take intervention right now, Mm -hmm. or if something is shifting, Mm -hmm. we know this intuitively. And so I would invite our listeners to really lean into that owned authority. Right. And I'm going to say that because my story started with needing to really own my own authority. And I'm going to tell you the story as it relates to being a woman and menopause, not my whole backstory, which you're welcome to dig into if you, if you have the (laughs) desire, but, um, so I'm 49. Yeah, I'm 49. I had to check for a second, (laughs) 49. And, um, I noticed when I was 45, that there were some changes. Um, I have been plant-based for the last seven years. And so I have a very plant forward, plant focused diet uh, fairly nutritious. I'm, I mean, I enjoy my pizza and things along like everybody else and French right. fries and things, but you know, for the most part, I eat a lot of plants. Right. And because I'm an energy healer, I drink a lot of water. And mm-hmm. so I had those two things really solid. Okay. And then I also have really routinized my sleep because I had a health scare in about 2012, which is the reason that I decided I wanted to adopt a plant-based diet with, um, a a cancer scare that was pretty serious. And so I decided I was going to go plant-based because the research said that that was what my body needed. And it just felt good. It felt resonant. Mm -hmm. And so I'm telling you all of this to kind of lead up to Um, I kept saying, I think things are shifting. Mm. I think things are changing. And my doctors would say, it's your weight. It's Mm -hmm. your stress. It's this, it's that let's test for baseline hormone levels. And my, my levels were never really of note, right? They were just right in the middle. They never, ever did what hormones say, apparently they're going to do. (laughs) Mine just always maintained. So then cut to 2012 or 2019. 
in 2019, I had been working full-time as a, an elementary music teacher and choir director. I was the Upper Idaho Children's Chorus's director. I had four choirs under that. I was running my business and I was working between 70 and 75 hours a week on average. Wow. And I knew that I could only do that for a finite period of time, but I didn't feel like I wanted that time to be done yet. My right. body disagreed. <laughs> my body brought it all to a screeching halt when I got a gallstone stuck in the cystic duct of my liver, mm. ended up with pancreatitis in the hospital, life-threatening. It was a, a big deal. Um, was in the hospital for five days, nothing by mouth only an IV so that I could clear up the pancreatitis. And then as soon as I had surgery, it was instant relief and I felt better. Mm -hmm. Well, because we're talking about menopause, I think we can talk about periods too. Is yeah, that okay? Absolutely. Of okay. Course. Yeah. So <laughs> just wanted to double check. Yeah. So as soon as that surgery happened, I stopped having a period mm. and I told my doctors that I had stopped having a period and they told me it was the shock of huh. the surgery on my system. And I said, okay, I buy that. It was really a shock to the system. Right. And I think there's more to this, but right. no one would listen to me. <sighs> and so I just kept on keeping on and healed, changed my life completely, quit both of those jobs, kept the business and created more life balance. And still the periods didn't come back. Hmm. And so when I moved to Oregon, I got a new, a new doctor who really wanted to pathologize not having a period at age at the time 48. Okay. And by pathologize it, I mean, he wanted to do all kinds of invasive tests because in his words, ha not having a period at the age of 48 means that there's something wrong. Interesting. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not, but here's what I know for sure. Every woman in my family has been finished with menopause before the age of 50. Oh, wow. So there's a family history component there. Right. And as an intuitive and an empath and an energy healer, I knew there mm -hmm. was nothing wrong. I could just tell. And right. so I declined everything. I said, nope, we're not doing that. And we can do a blood test and test for levels of, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, of hormones. I, I'm open to that, but no procedures. Right. And so he begrudgingly agreed, mm -hmm. had the blood work done. And then a week later, I got an email. And the email said, you're postmenopausal. Everything's what? fine. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what that means. And I don't know what that means. In an email? Like in an email. Oh, by the way, here you go. Yeah. So I Googled postmenopausal. Because I, I didn't know what it mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like I'm in menopause. Like I I have done all the perimenopausal things. Like there is no more to do for me because wow. it is done. And I don't have gray hair. I don't mm -hmm. have wrinkles. Right. I mean, I have some, but yeah. you know, um, yeah. I feel young. I feel better in my body than I've ever felt. And it was so interesting. So there's two parts of this. One is the shock that I had seeing this in an email and then having an emotional response to mm -hmm. it because it, it wasn't like I want more kids. My daughter's 21 and I'm really enjoying this life phase, but there's something about not even having a conversation around it that yeah. felt really 
lonely. Mm-hmm. And then to know that that whole childbearing phase of my life was over and to see it in an email really felt away. Mm-hmm. I bet. And then I was like, oh, well, <laughs> the flip side of this is it's all okay. I guess I don't have to worry about any of this anymore. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, that's kind of my story of, of the menopause slash perimenopause is that no one would believe me. Wow. And I know that there's a lot of women out there who are having this situation. And it's important for me to say that my doctor, the whole time I was in Boise was a woman. Really? My surgeon was a woman. My primary care doctor was a woman. My internist was a woman. And then when I moved to Idaho, I just got assigned somebody. And then that mm-hmm. happened to be a man, but so it's not even a guarantee if we have a female physician yeah. Yeah. that they're going to understand the needs of our bodies. And so I would love to offer listeners two takeaways. One is you are your, your highest authority, number one. And you know, when something is really wrong or when something is just changing. And number two, we have to be our own advocates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so true because had you not done that or had you, and, and here's the tricky part. Like, it's like, I think, like you said, it goes back to like, you are your highest authority. Some people that may be stuck in that highly stress world where it's just so busy, 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 busy. It's like, how do I, how do I know how I feel? Like we, maybe you and I, we can mm-hmm. go down that road in a minute. Cause I know mm-hmm. you have some advice around that. Um, but if you're in that state where you don't know what your highest authority is telling. You don't know what's being, you know, what feels aligned. And you went the route of listening to that doctor that said, we need to do all these different tests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It That could have led you in a really, really different direction. So mm-hmm. I think it, it does come back to that number one, which I love that we'll get to, like, here are some ideas of how you can get to really understand what's going on with, with your body. And then I think the other thing that's so interesting is, I think it is. It goes back to this view that we all are kind of given that this is menopause. Menopause Mm -hmm. is, you know, what I've heard is, you know, and this is where it's going to be great to speak to so many other women because we're going to realize that our stories, while similar, are also very, very different. Because Mm -hmm. in my mind, menopause is like, okay, you have really heavy bleeding for a while and then it stops or it's, it's intermittent for a while. Um, while you're in perimenopause and then it might you might bleed really heavily for a long time and then it stops and you're going to get hot flushes and you're going to get this 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 and this you didn't have a lot of that right Mm -hmm. so it's different and that would make you think well I'm not falling into the right bucket so that Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's fascinating to think how this could have gone had you not known I'm okay I'm just feeling a shift and like allowed you yeah. And I mean, you know, I had like night sweats sometimes, but mm-hmm. I, I, I just figured everyone does. Sometimes you just, you know, right, get too hot or whatever. Yeah. And it, and they weren't as bad as what some people experience, but I also feel like because I was eating so many plants that mm. may have impacted it, which is why I led with that, because I do think that that eased things for me because mm. I didn't experience the, the amount of stress it through this transition that my mom did. Interesting. My mom really struggled with the transition and, and just felt bad a lot yeah. of the time. 
Yeah. And so I think that was one thing that I did differently than she did. And then I do tons of mindset work and feeling good. And, and so mm-hmm. as I began to probably have these hormonal shifts was when I was ramping up all of my work. And I think that it may have masked some of the hormonal shifts because I was so determined to feel good that I was right. just doing the things that made me feel good. And it, it happened to work out. That really helped you. Yeah. That's, and honestly, I think that is so key. And that's another thing that with this podcast, as it grows, like there are going to be so many things that people recommend and like, you know, hearing that you're, you know, plant-based is like, to me, it's wonderful. That's, that's, you. I know the research around that. And then also I'm one of those people that I've tried and I'm just, I'm still trying to get to that. So it's like, I think what I'd love from this podcast to be is like, there are all these, and not just this episode, I'm talking like big, big long-term is you take what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that again goes back to like knowing what internally is going on. So I think that's the key that I'd love to dig into now is like around mindfulness and how do you get to that point of knowing, you know, a classic example of this is me and mushroom coffee. Like I thought I was supposed to be making <laughs> mushroom coffee because that would make me feel better. I tried it for two days and I hated it. You know, so it's like, I think realizing internally, and I know you've got some examples of this, of like how you can do that to like, how, how do you, so what would you recommend for someone like, you know, me two years ago, who, if I'd have heard you saying, um, you know, you're your highest authority. I wouldn't have had a clue of how to even know what that means and how to get to understanding like what's going on internally. What would you mm, say? I love this question and I'm going to answer it. I also want to respond to what you said about the plant-based being plant-based mm-hmm. is not required to go through True. menopause. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. not required. Yeah. I will say that if you could do two things, add blueberries and spinach to your diet, Ooh. it'll change your life, change wow, your really? life. Yeah. Because it just they're energetically from, and remember, I'm not a health expert. I'm an energy right. expert. Gotcha. And from an energetic standpoint, the vibrational quality, they're so, I mean, they just have so much beautiful, positive energy, blueberries and spinach. No um, way. That's I'm like, your life. Yep. I already eat yeah. lots of blueberries. So I'm going to go and buy some spinach now. <laughs> excellent. Too- excellent. Yeah. So to answer your question, I do have um, a unique awareness of what is happening inside of my body. Mm -hmm. And I know that not everybody does. And if you are in constant motion and in stress, that's going to be a real mystery to you. Mm -hmm. It's just going to feel like I really need this doctor or someone to tell me what's happening in my body. And for us, when we're in our busiest, a lot of times, that's why we go to medical care is like, tell me it's all good. Like the checkup under the hood. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to go right back out onto the highway. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the thing that I would invite people to start doing is to set a one minute timer on your phone and sit in stillness and silence. And what I mean by silence is you're not listening to a podcast. You're not listening to music. The TV is not on. There Mm. might be ambient noise. It might be you hear neighborhood noise or your kids playing in the next room, but you are not actively consuming sound for one minute. And do that three times a day. And by the time you get to day three, you might start to feel your own heartbeat. Mm. Hmm. 
And on day one, that first minute that you set on the very first time, that might feel like torture. Yeah. <laughs> and if it does feel like torture, watch the timer count down mm-hmm. and just watch it and, and just sit in that and just watch it count down. Don't do anything. Try and just watch the timer and create mm-hmm. that white space. And then just notice like, how do I feel after just this tiny pause? I love that. Because most of the time we're in so much motion that anything that's different from that feels wrong yeah. to our bodies and to our nervous systems, because it's a completely different gear shifting. Mm, that's, I love that. I love that. That's a really, that's something that everyone can do. Like mm-hmm. we all can find one minute, three times a day, <laughs> we can mm-hmm. find three minutes. You could find it on the toilet, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you, and, and it is, that's what in the work I've done in the past two years around, like regulating my nervous system and just really calming it down. That's something I wish I'd have been given that type of a gift two years ago, because I tried to go dive straight into like doing a 30 minute meditation. And Mm. while that works for some, like for someone who was very high strung, like I was, I still am to a point, but like that was impossible and that just then you know doesn't work and then I get more stressed and you know right story but something like that you've just offered it really starts to gear you to because what I think happens then right is you become interested in oh that that feels good right Mm -hmm. that feels and you're yeah you're building capacity yeah and to your point about meditation there's a lot of people who feel like meditation should be where your mind is silent. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case for the vast majority of people who meditate. Right. What meditation does is it brings you into present moment awareness. Right. So you can notice as the thoughts flow by, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a stressed state, you're highly anxious, you, you have experienced trauma, you have unresolved trauma in your body, sitting down to meditate might really be triggering. It might Mm -hmm. even be damaging to your nervous system if you're in a trauma response. Mm -hmm. And so if you get twitchy and you feel like this anxiety coming up in your body, um, know that you can discharge that energy and that sitting in silence, maybe for you means you rub your hands together while you sit in silence and try and discharge some of that energy. Or maybe it's that you rub it, rub your legs, like rub your thighs with the palms of your hands. Mm -hmm. You can discharge energy while you sit in silence and it might feel good to your body. Wow. I've never heard that. That's, I love that. I know you and I've talked before um, about, you know, I always used to think, well, I I haven't meditated because I haven't sat down and done my meditation. And then I reveal to you, but I go for a walk every day with my dog Luna and I call it an angel walk like yeah meditation because uh-huh. I'm about letting my thoughts go so I let the busyness and I'm like as I'm on this walk I'm going to focus on what's around me and it's something as simple as that right that that exactly. works for, yeah for and I, I think just recognizing there's more than one right way to do yeah. stuff yeah absolutely because I think that's like the more I'm learning about perimenopause and menopause Stress is, and again, I have no stats yet to back this up. I'm going to be like, the more I'm digging into it, the more I'm finding, but everything I'm reading, stress is like one of the number one factors as to what's, it's to whether you're going to go through this and it'd be really, really hard. 
or you go through it and it not be so bad. And I think ways that we can alleviate stress and just generally feel better are, are key. So I know you have some other, in fact, that's something I, I love that you're you're going to give the listeners at the end is a, it will we'll share it in the notes as a download to a, a feel better fast cheat sheet and worksheet. So mm-hmm. what are some other ways, some things that, you know, if you think back to, if you were talking to Joe two years ago, who was like highly stressed in the, you know, nine to five doing, you know, like you kind of like you were talking to Brenda a few years ago, mm-hmm. 70 hours a week, 75, 80 hours a week. What, what kind of, and then at our age now, right? So, so that type of person and someone who's either in perimenopause or going through menopause, what are some things as well as what you've just shared that that would help. So one of the things that happens for most of us when we're going through perimenopause or we're in menopause is that we have aging parents. And if you have chosen to be a parent yourself, you also have um, children that could be any, any number of age ranges, depending on when you decided, or if you decided to become a parent. Mm. And so for many people, not only are you dealing with the changes in your body and the natural stress that comes with those hormone changes, but you're also dealing with external changes in your family (laughs) systems. Mm -hmm. And it could be that you're also dealing with workplace stress, because as you know, the more stressed we are, the more stressed we are, and it becomes this cycle. And so just naming that, I think might feel good to people just that your experience is real. Mm-hmm. And it's not in your head and it's not failure. So mm-hmm. what, when we talk about, like, let's talk about trauma for just a second. And then we'll, then I'm going to answer this question because mm-hmm. it is, I have something really simple. So I have this glass of water here okay. and on this glass of water, I have about two inches from where the water is until the top of the glass. Mm-hmm. So this is the empty space is my capacity for new experiences. Huh. Okay. So yeah. if, if let's also define what trauma is. Trauma is too much, too fast in a way that we cannot handle. Hmm. And there's no topic around it. It, It's too much, too fast in a way that we can't handle. And when I say we, I'm talking about your nervous system. So if we use this glass of water with the two inches at the top, this is our capacity to handle something. So if we go beyond that, it can be perceived by the nervous system as trauma. Hmm. Okay. okay. Now somebody else who has four inches between the water line and the top of the glass has more capacity for new ex- or stressful experiences. Right. One is not better than the other. There's no <laughs> moral judgment. Right. So experiencing trauma in your body does not make you weak or bad. It is only acknowledging your capacity at that time, at that moment. And so if there's trauma in your body, then stress is going to be really different inside your body. And just Mm -hmm. knowing that and giving yourself grace can feel really good. And for many women, this experience can lead to small T trauma. And let's face it, raising kids and having aging parents and being a woman in a workplace with an active patriarchy all around us while we live inside a white supremacy can be really difficult for a lot of people. And so just naming that, um, 
I think is important. Mm. So no matter where you're coming from, whether you experience trauma, big T, little T trauma or not, I have something that is going to really help. And Mm. so as we talk about neuroscience, we've got three parts of the brain. We have the reptilian brain. That's the brain stem. This is where our autonomic systems are governed, like our heart rate, and it communicates with the vagus nerve, which communicates with all of the organ systems in your body. Then we have the thinking brain kind of at the top of our brain. And that would be like the right and left brain. And then we've got this middle section of the brain where we process emotions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if we are in stress, we're in fight or flight, fawn or freeze, and we are in that brainstem. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to a point where you feel like you can't think, it's because you are in that brain stem. So our goal is to bring you back into homeostasis or back into the rest of your brain where mm. you can process experiences and process emotions. So we can, we're going to do this for two, with two ways and we're going to do it simultaneously. One way is through a hand position and the other way is through a breath pattern. So mm. I'm going to teach you the hand position first. I love to call it heart hug because it feels like a hug for your heart. And so I'm going to describe it so that our listeners can, can see it. So you're going to start with two thumbs up, holding them kind of right in front of your chest. And then you're gently going to turn your thumbs so that they're sideways. I'm trying not to hit my microphone here. Um, <laughs> and then you're going to continue that rotation down. So now you've got the backs of your hands facing one another, the palms of your hands facing outside, and then open your hands. So now the palms again are facing the wall. And the backs of the hands are facing each other. Cross one hand over the other. Doesn't matter which. Hold those hands, clasp them, bring them down towards your belly, and then swing them up and rest them on your heart on that space right by your breastbone. So this alone is incredibly soothing. By the way, don't do this if you're driving. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) But this is really, really soothing. And the reason that it's soothing is... Because we have, when we cross our body, we cross the right and left brain meridian, which means that we cannot keep the energetic focus in that brainstem. We have to bring the energetic focus up into the thinking brain. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's so cool. Like it does. I love that. A hot hug. It feels like I'm sitting here. I just did that with you and it feels, it feels lovely. It's so nice. So So this on its own can be really soothing and you can sit this way in a meeting if you're feeling triggered and Mm. you will want to practice this. So you're not like being a robot about two thumbs up, two (laughs) thumbs down, you know, practice it. So you you can get it in the mirror uh, really fast, but you can sit like this and it is just incredibly soothing. Yeah. And so an alternative to this would be just to have your hands down you know, in front of your waist with your arm, with your hands crossed in this way. If you don't feel like you can comfortably sit in a meeting with a heart hug, it's not as soothing, but it also is, is somewhat soothing. Right. So for the real thing that where we're going to combine it with some breath, we're going to do a a square breath Mm. and we're going to count in and inhale for four. We're going to hold for four. We're going to exhale for four and hold for four. And Mm. what's going to happen is that we're going to begin to help calm the nervous system with our inhales and our exhales. Mm. And then as we're holding at the top, 
we are helping the body process any kinds of depression. And as we hold at the bottom, we're helping the body process any kind of anxiety. Hmm. So we're, I'll lead you through like two of them and then do two on your own. And so I'll just kind of, I'm going to get myself back into heart hug because it just feels so nice. So let me talk to you again, <laughs> two thumbs up and okay. then two thumbs down and then cross your hands. Oh, cross my hands. Okay. And then hold your hands and then swing them up. Got there it. Go. Good job. Okay. <laughs> so you can keep your eyes open or close them, whatever feels right for you. And we're going to breathe in for four, three, two, one, hold for four, three, two, one, exhale, four, three, two, one, hold four, three, two, one, inhale, four, three, two, one, hold for three, two, one, pause, three, two, one, exhale, and do two on your own. And you can continue that on as long as feels good to you. How does that feel? Lovely. Like it really does. Like, and I've done, you know, some breath work before and, and I, I love doing it, but I think combined, I've never done it with the hands crossed and the heart hug. And that feels, yeah, it just feels very, very calming. It's very really nice. calming. <clears throat> so I was um, in the classroom for 26 years as a music teacher, and I did this with my students of all ages. And it was a great way. And you know, the first time you do it with your kids, they're going to laugh. They're going to yuck it up. It's going to be such a joke. And the second time you do it with your kids, they'll have their eyes closed and then they'll start asking you to do it with them. And so you can do this with kids. I would say really comfortably from the ages of five on up, you can do it with anybody and you can do it with kids younger than five, but not all kids younger than five can cross their body. Because yeah. developmentally, they can't cross the right and bra- left brain meridian. Right. So if you have a kid younger than five, they might just have to hold their hands by their heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just going to be developmentally different for every kid. But yeah. so it can be something that you do for yourself with your kids, mm-hmm. which is also nice. That's very nice too. But you, And you can also, you know, like teach it to other people as well. I think, I don't know, like you said, even sitting, I could just see myself back in the day, like in a meeting, just even if, even if you said, just crossing your hands and just focusing on your back, how do you, mm-hmm. you might not be doing the square breathing, but like, even in those moments of high stress moments, if you can just maybe just under the table, cross your hands and focus on your breath and know that yeah. that's, that's, that's huge. That's a really great, that's a it great, it is thing. huge. And is that, I and, assume that helps too, sorry, with, with like the brain fog that we now know goes along with menopause and or perimenopause in particular like I've really been struggling with brain fog recently and mm-hmm. I think it's things like that like just taking a moment because that just gets worse and worse and worse because the brain fog makes you feel crappy makes you feel anxious makes you think oh god I'm gonna mess up in this meeting or I'm gonna say the wrong thing or I can't you know 
just doing something like that just for a few even a few seconds but even, you know if you can do a minute or something that's really going to help yes for sure and you know so many times we hold our breath yeah. as a stress response and so just you know oxygenating our blood helps with the brain fog mm -hmm. and lowering our stress helps with the brain fog and so it can be really impactful absolutely oh Brenda, this is this is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing these, you know, these really easy things to do that you but you just don't think of doing them. So it's nice to have like a, something that you can take away to just know that, okay, in those high stress moments, this is how I'm going to I'm going to commit to just just breathing and crossing my hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if nothing else, you can just inhale and exhale and count your inhales and exhales. If like you're in a meeting or something, you can mm -hmm. just breathe in for four, breathe out for four, breathe in yeah. for four, breathe out for four, and just count your breath and yeah. slow it down intentionally. But it works best if you meet yourself where you are. So if you're activated, you're going to count faster and then right. slow it down. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so as we're coming to a close today, I wanted to also let you tell everyone a bit about, you know, some more about the work that you do and where people can find you because you also have a podcast. I'm so grateful that you're coming on my podcast in its early days um, because, you know, you know what it's like to build a podcast, but tell everyone a little bit about your podcast, which is now globally ranked in the top 10%. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And I didn't, I wasn't even going for that. Someone suggested I plug it into this database and it came back as in the top 10%. And I was like, whoa. So <laughs> it's totally. called Waves of Joy podcast. And you can find me on social media at Brenda Winkle at Instagram. It's Brenda Winkle. Facebook, I think is Brenda Winkle 111. I'm not as active over there. And I just got started over on TikTok, Brenda Winkle 111. And my website is brendawinkle.com. And that's really the hub. So mm -hmm. if you really want to find out all the places, there are links there. And so one of the things that I've been really focused on over the last 15 years is how to help myself feel better fast. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm doing these things that can help other people. Mm -hmm. And so I created a guide with a free PDF and a customizable cheat sheet for mm -hmm. you. And the cool thing is it leads you through some thoughts about what really makes you feel good. And by the time you're done working on it, you'll have your own customizable cheat sheet that you can edit digitally, or you can print and then you have your go-to list. You can print it off, put it on the fridge, keep it on your phone. And when you get activated in those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to feel better. And I can't even remember what I like right now. Mm -hmm. You can access that guide and you've already done the work to decide what it is that's going to make you feel good. And uh -huh. so you can access that by going to brendawinkle.com forward slash feel better fast, all one word, lowercase. I love it. That's so helpful. And we'll also link over to that in the show notes as well. So that's that's so helpful because I think so many of us need that. And particularly women in perimenopause and menopause, when, like you said, there's just so much going on um, with our bodies, but also with our external worlds that we need something like this, where it's like, you don't have to think you literally have a cheat sheet of like, oh yeah, that makes me feel good when I listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't know if this relates, if this is relatable to you, but when I get activated, especially when I was under a lot more stress, mm -hmm. I literally couldn't remember the things that I liked. Yeah. And so if I went to try and do something fun that was stress reducing, I couldn't come up with something. Mm -hmm. 
and, and, so, and that's yeah that's really true and that's like because I you know we've spoken before and I, I've, I've shared this with with the audience so far is like I'm I am recovering from depression I'm on a, a healing journey and some days it's really some days are hard like you wake up and I just don't feel great what I'm learning is things like I now know what makes me feel better but I wouldn't have known that two years ago three years ago I wouldn't mm-hmm. have known I would have just carried on. So I love that there's something accessible where it doesn't also have to be the same thing every day. Like some days right. I don't feel like whatever. So the, this this list, if I'm understanding it correctly, is like it's kind of like a potpourri of things that you can pick from that you know make you feel better. Is that right? Exactly. And it's it's really your own custom list. So I'm asking you about your favorite things that you smell, your favorite mm-hmm. fragrances, your favorite textures, your favorite songs, um, your favorite activities so that you can pick one of the items that you know in that moment will make you feel best. Oh yeah, I do have that candle that I love. Right. I'm going to light that right now. That'll feel so good. I totally forgot about it. So I saw this list. Yeah. Things like that. You know, I love that. I love, and it's as simple as like, even when on a day when things aren't going well and when things are really difficult, even just for me, like some peppermint oil, just putting it in my hands and smelling it. Okay. I might not feel like a million bucks, but I'm going to feel better than I did the moment before I smelled the peppermint. So exactly. like activate something in your brain, right? So that you then start to go, oh, when I do that, I feel better. And it's just yeah. steps like that. And when you give yourself the things that you like, you're giving yourself a dopamine hit, yeah. literally. And mm-hmm. so you're changing your brain chemistry by giving yourself things that you like. And the dopamine then creates some other things. You know, you start to have the cascade of the serotonin and maybe you can get some oxytocin in there. And then that begins to lower the adrenaline and the cortisol. And mm-hmm. so then you're changing the cocktail that's present in your blood. Amazing. It's, so it's cool. fascinating. Yeah. Brenda, I could talk to you all day long. Like you've just got so many gems that you share. And I know you're also like you, you do some, you have some courses and, and you're a coach as well. Right. So the best place you say is the website to go to the website to find all of your offerings. Yeah. The website is the most up-to-date. It's got whatever I'm offering right now. And it's got links to the web or to links to the podcast and links mm-hmm. to the courses. And that's probably the the surest bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> I love to kind of play in the sand and create new things. I love it. I love that about you. That's fascinating. It's awesome. Thank <laughs> well, you. thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on the, on the podcast and sharing your knowledge. And I know it's going to help. It's going to help women who are in perimenopause and, and menopause or even moving into that and wondering what they can do ahead of things ahead of time. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this work because it's really needed. Thank you. I think we're finding that. And I think more people are going to realize like we all just need to speak up about it and share our stories and and ask questions. So Mm -hmm. thanks, Brenda. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. It helps so much. Also, drop me a line. Let me know which symptom of perimenopause or menopause that you'd like me to write a poem about. If I pick yours, you'll get a little treat. Until next time, have a fabulous day and remember to shine your way through this because no one should have to pause.